What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of Around the League, the weekly fantasy football podcast. This is the week seven recap for the spring 2023 season. Uh, There was no podcast last week for week six because it took me a few extra days to post the results for week six. So I posted those yesterday. You may have seen those go out. And then we had a quick turnaround for week seven, which has now been posted. So if you're listening to this, you might have seen on Facebook that I already posted the results. If not, you can go on there and see the in-depth breakdown there, or you can just listen to this episode. So uh, I'm going to try to breeze through this because I have another busy day today. So uh, without further ado, right into the week seven scores. The Packers handed the Patriots their first loss of the season by a score of 138 to 134. The Dark Mark beat the uh, Pawnee Smooth Beans 157 to 119. The Hawkins Hoppers lost to I'm Cursed 178 to 154 and a half. Uh, the B-Boys beat the Harry Grapes 151 to 122 and a half. And lastly, Dr. Andre Nodick beat the Spooky Ookie Boys 136 to 119. Uh, so those scores resulted in the following updates to the standings. In the East Conference, the Patriots remain in first place at 6 and 1. The Hawkins Hoppers uh, move or stay in second place at three and four. The Dark Mark move up from fifth place to third at three and four. The Pawnee Smooth Beans fall down one spot to fourth place at three and four, and the Harry Grapes move down one spot to five uh, on the rankings at two and five. In the West Conference. I'm Cursed takes back over first place with a 5 and 2 record. The Dr. Andre Nodick moves down one spot to 5 and 2 uh, at second place and then in third place the B-Boys who move up from fourth with a 3 and 4 record. The Spooky Ookie Boys move down to fourth with a 3 and 4 record and the Packers remain in fifth with a 2 and 5 record. Um the big story is that the Patriots finally lost, so they're now 6 and 1 so there are no more undefeated teams in the league. Uh, The longest current running winning streak is only two games, and that goes to the Dark Mark, who won last week and then uh, won this week against the Smooth Beans. Uh, So I'm going to jump right into the power rankings now. Um, I didn't obviously post or do anything with power rankings last week, but I did still keep the uh, the log. So when I go through this and I say, you know, whether or not a team has moved up or down, this is in relation to week six power rankings, which were just never posted anywhere. So, uh... We're going to start right now with uh, the, the same way I usually do it. I'll start at 10, and I'll go down the list to uh, to number one. So coming in in 10th place in the power rankings is the Packers. They remain in 10th place from last week, although they did get their first win in a few weeks, snapping a three-game losing streak and handing the Patriots their first loss of the season. The Patriots were 6-0 and coming into the game and are 6-1 and leaving the game. The Packers' top three players this week were running back Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Browns, 35 and a half. Wide receiver Tyreek Hill of the Dolphins, 33. It's good to see him finally actually do something because he's been kind of middle of the pack most of the season, but 33 was actually the highest number for a receiver among active starting receivers for week six. Or I'm sorry, week seven. And then uh, and then his number three was quarterback Aaron Rodgers with 28.5 from the Green Bay Packers. One thing to note now, the Packers got the win, so obviously it didn't matter, but Tony Pollard, who has been an issue in each of the seven games this season, uh, actually did not log any stats this week. He uh, he scored zero points. So uh, that's just, you know, you know, like the latest in uh, a laundry list of problems that Tony Pollard has has produced for this team. And he's a big reason why the Packers are two and five. And uh, honestly, I mean, 138 points isn't too bad, but they got kind of lucky that the Patriots only scored 134 because if the Packers had played 
just about any other team in the league. I mean, if they'd played the Dark Mark, the Hoppers, the I'm Cursed, the B-Boys, or Dr. Andre Nodick, or I'm sorry, not Dr. Andre Nodick, they would have outscored them by two. But if they'd played any of those other teams, they would have lost this week. So they kind of lucked out that the zero points, the goose egg from Tony Pollard didn't come back to bite them. But, uh, you know, in the end, uh, they got the win, and that's all that really matters. But Tony Pollard is going to continue to be an issue going forward. Some of the other issues this week that, uh, you know, stopped them from scoring more than 138, which is why they're still, you know, 10th on the power rankings. They've only scored, they haven't actually been over 140 in the past four weeks. And, uh, you know, the power rankings go back to week four now. It's weeks four, five, six, and seven. And their scores over that stretch are 126, 137, 135 and a half, and 138. So they've been consistent, but not consistently very good. So as with every week, my recommendation for the Packers is to get Tony Pollard off this team. The backup for them is Cordero Patterson of the Falcons. Not exactly the most serviceable RB2, but better than Tony Pollard. And there are options out there on the free agent list. So... Uh, that's really all there is to say for the Packers coming in 10th. I mean, they've been at the bottom of the power rankings almost every week, if not every single week. So, uh, number nine, oddly enough, this week at number nine is the Hawkins Hoppers. Now, part of that is, uh, because so last week, week six, they scored 147 points, which is actually not bad, but it was only, uh, better than two other teams in the league. Most teams had big games last week. Uh, of the 10 teams, only one, two, uh, three, only three teams were under 140 points or uh, under 150 points. I'm sorry. So it was a big week six for everybody. So that kind of skews the power rankings because a lot of teams did very well. And so even, you know, for the hoppers who did pretty well with 147, that ended up being uh, a rather poor score in comparison to the rest of the league, which is what the power rankings are doing. They're comparing you to the rest of the league over the past four games. But uh, this week, you know, the the Hoppers get 154 and a half points. Uh, they, uh, they still lose because they had the misfortune of playing I'm Cursed, who put up 178, but 154.5, is a, that's a score that you can usually count on, you know, uh, to m- maybe maybe not always win, but usually win. 154, is that's a really good score. Their uh, top three this week were uh, running back Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints with 39, and he is consistently in their top three. Uh, he's one of the top scoring running backs in the league. You can go on to the Google Spreadsheets document that gets posted every week with the uh, weekly results on Facebook that you know redirects to Reddit, and then within that there are a bunch of links to go find other information you may need. Uh, but if you look at that, at the running backs, Alvin Kamara is right near the top, if not right at the top. But I think there might be one or two guys ahead of him because of a couple like dud games that Kamara had. But generally, he's he's right around the uh, you know like the upper 30s, low 40s range for the Hoppers. He's been nothing but gold for them pretty much, and uh, he's number one again this week. Uh, number two, quarterback Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, been a little surprisingly inconsistent this year, so it's good to see for the Hoppers to see him over 30 because that's really where he should live most weeks. And then uh, number three, a big drop-off to, uh, to to the number three is 17 points, and that came from tight end Travis Kelsey, who is the highest-scoring tight end in the league uh, so far this year. Has a bye week coming up next week. No, uh, no other tight end on the roster for the Hoppers, so that could be a factor. But... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just bad luck for the Hoppers, but they had a good week. But, good week or not, they uh, 
you know, fall from uh, last week, they were would have been in seventh place on the power rankings, so they dropped two spots to go to nine this week. So uh, I still expect them to have a good season. They're just kind of in a, like a mid-season slump right now. Uh, number eight on the power rankings. That's going to be the Spooky Ookie Boys. And last week, the Spooky Ookie Boys would have been in fourth place on the power rankings, so they actually fall backwards four spots. They only scored 119 points this week, and that kind of goes in hand with uh, week four where they only scored 124. They've been on two opposite sides of the spectrum over the past month, 124 and 119 uh, bookending it at weeks four and seven. But in the middle of that, weeks five and six, 167 and a half and 173. So... They've really gone from floor to ceiling, back to floor, back to ceiling, uh, you know, over over the past month. And that kind of inconsistency is always troublesome when you're, it's for me at least, when I'm looking at, like, projecting the rest of the season to see how, you know, I think everybody's going to shake out and then, you know, relay that information to all of you through this podcast. But, uh, so it's, it, you know, it's just hard to say what the Spooky Yuki boys are going to do for the rest of the year. But this week, their top three were quarterback Kirk Cousins of the Vikings, 31 and a half, running back Saquon Barkley of the Giants with 27, and then running back Kareem Hunt of the Cleveland Browns with 20.5. Uh, I could be mistaken, but I don't think Kareem Hunt has been in the top three this uh, this season yet for them in any uh, you know single game. That being said, 20.5 from a running back being in your top three says more about what the rest of the team did, I feel like, than it says what the running back did. And here's why I say that. The Spooky Yoku Boys had only one other player that I didn't just list go over 10 points, and that was the Jaguars' defense. Um, That's a huge problem, obviously. Their wide receivers, Cooper Cup, only went for nine. That's not something to worry about because Cooper Cup has been over 30 multiple times this year. But uh, only nine this week. That's a you know, big part of why they lost by 17 points. Uh, wide receiver two, Amari Cooper of the Browns with only five. He's been hit or miss, but his hits have been very good. He's been, uh, when he's on, he's usually good for like 25 points or so. And then uh, lastly, wide receiver three, Devonta Smith of the Eagles had a bye week. And uh, on the bench, uh, Cortland Sutton of, oh, I'm sorry, Cooper Cup had a bye week this week too. I just totally misspoke. I missed, I'm looking right at the bye week list here too. So the uh, Cooper Cup was actually not playing this week because the Rams didn't play. So Cortland Sutton of the Browns went in uh, for him with nine points and then there was no other receiver to fill in that other receiver spot where Devonta Smith was on a bye. So he earned zero points in the active lineup. And then the tight end, Zach Ertz of the Cardinals, only seven points, but you know, tight end. If you if you get close to ten, you you should count yourself lucky. Unless you have one of the premier tight ends who should be getting like fifteen to twenty plus a week, or Travis Kelsey who's doing more than that. And then uh, the kicker, Justin Tucker, the Ravens, only two points. Kicker's tough, but Tucker has been kind of disappointing this season. So uh, the Spooky Yuki boys, I already talked about in the you know the score in the rankings, but they uh, uh, fall to three and four this week. Uh, they fall to fourth place in the West Conference. They're trailing the B-Boys with a, you know, the same record at three and four, but they're two games behind the first and second place teams who are both five and two. So, you know, uh, I'll talk about the next week for the Spooky Yoki, Spooky Uki Boys when, uh, when I get to the next week portion of this podcast. So moving on to seventh place in the power rankings that's going to be the hairy grapes they move backwards all the way from third place last week to seventh 
uh, prior to week six, they'd been in, in first place multiple weeks in a row and had never uh, come in at lower than second, but now they come in at seventh. They've fallen off pretty hard over the past month. They've scored 136.5 and 131, which are like really, really middle of the pack. But, you know, they, they've lost those games, but they that's at least something you can work with. And then they shot up last week to 170, which is obviously phenomenal. But then this week they dropped all the way down to 122.5, which is pretty abysmal. Uh, their top three performers this week were running back Najee Harris of the Steelers with 22.5, tight end Darren Waller of the Raiders with 22, and then in third place is their, uh, there's a tie between their quarterback Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens with 15, and their kicker, surprisingly enough, Daniel Carlson of the Raiders with 15. Now, so that, that 15 points tells two different stories for those two players. For your quarterback, especially somebody like Lamar Jackson, who should rack up a lot of points from running the ball, only getting 15 is nothing short of a catastrophe. Uh, for your kicker getting 15, that's a phenomenal week. Uh, so the Harry Grapes lost this game by 29 points, roughly. It was a 151 to 122 and a half. So Lamar Jackson alone doing better wasn't going to do it. But if uh, Miles Sanders, the running back from the Eagles, who only got 13 points, if he does a little better, that would have helped. And then his receivers, that was the big problem this week. Wide receivers for the Harry Grapes. Stefan Diggs got 15. That's not bad. DK Metcalf has been... I'm just going to say atrocious this season. He's very close to the bottom of the list of the uh, wide receiver rankings among all players. And, uh, you know, only two points this week. He's he's not doing anything. I mean, the Seahawks kind of suck in, in uh, this season of Madden. And then uh, wide receiver Christian Kirk, who has had some really phenomenal, like, Cooper Cup-level games, he only got six points this week. So he's, he's kind of all over the place as well. And... Uh, you know, all of that results in 122 points for the uh, for the Harry Grapes. Another loss. They fall to two and five. They're now tied with the Packers for the worst record in the league. They're in last place in their conference after you know being starting the season off with so many good games that they looked like a Super Bowl candidate. Now it looks like the Harry Grapes are fighting for just a playoff spot. So uh, there's we're in week seven. So there's there's still nine games to be played, but the Harry Grapes are going to need to make a pretty serious run over those last nine games, especially because they're in a conference with the Patriots. So they're four games behind first place right now. They're only one game out of second place because the Hoppers are in second and they're three and four compared to the Grapes two and five. But they're going to need to uh, string together some some wins in a row here if uh, over these last nine games at some point if they want to remain competitive in the conference. In sixth place on the power rankings this week, it's the Patriots. They move backwards one spot from fifth place. They've kind of been another floor-to-ceiling type of team like the uh, the Spooky Ooky Boys have been over the past month. In week four, the Patriots put up 151.5. That's pretty good. Week five, down to 115, and they got lucky to win that game because they played the only team who scored lower, and that was the dark mark. And then in week six, they shoot up to 171, and then this week they fall back down to 134 and lose their first game of the season. So the undefeated season hopes have been dashed by the Packers. Uh, speaking to you as the owner of the Patriots, I'm not going to lie, it's very disheartening to lose to, no disrespect, the worst team in the league. Uh, for my first loss, kind of feels like that year that the uh, Patriots were undefeated and lost to the Giants, who were probably the worst team in those playoffs, except for their defense. But we're not going to talk about that. My top three this week, uh, running back Derek Henry of the Titans, 32 points. Uh, and then number two, running back uh, Jam- Jam- 
Jay Williams, I forget his first name now. I kids, I want to say Jamal, but he's the one that's on the the Lions. Uh, so Jay Williams, Jameson Williams, doesn't matter. Uh, of the Broncos, twenty eight points, and then in third place we had. Uh, looks like I had. Uh, this is. Uh, I'm going to go into this. this. Is a big reason why I lost my number. My number three was Joe Burrow of the uh, Bengals quarterback. Only fifteen points. So that's a that's a really bad performance from Joe Burrow. I've been kind of frustrated with him. He hasn't really been living up to the expectations. But Brady has, who's on my bench, has also been kind of back and forth. So I'm afraid to pull the trigger and you know have Joe Burrow come out and go off for forty five, and then I'll have Brady, you know, have him on the bench, and then I'll have Brady out there have a bad week and go for like eighteen because that's exactly the sort of thing that would happen to me. Uh, yeah, so, you know, lost by four points this week. Uh, my, you know, most of my team except for Joe Burrow did pretty well. And, uh, that's why I lost by four points. So, you know, I'm, I'm still six and one, still in a really good spot, but my, the, the, the team has been very inconsistent. So that's something for the rest of you to watch as the year goes on, uh, over these last nine games. In fifth place, the B-Boys. They move from sixth place a week ago up to five. They scored 151 points this week. Their top three performers were number one, quarterback Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Nope, sorry, he had a bye week. Uh, Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals, 32 and a half. Number two, running back Austin Eckler of the Chargers, 28. And then number three, wide receiver uh, T.Y. Hilton of the Cowboys with 22. Now, a few weeks ago, I think I ripped on T.Y. Hilton a little bit, only because he had a pretty underwhelming week where he scored like around like five to seven points, and Chris Godwin on the bench got like 30, and the B-Boys would have won if Hilton had been on the bench and Godwin had been in. T.Y. Hilton's been lighting it up now. He gets, you know, 22 this week. Uh, I think if you look at the uh, the list on the Google spreadsheet that has the list of players, T.Y. Hilton is in the top five receivers. So this was kind of a brilliant pickup by the B-Boys because when he added that uh, T.Y. Hilton, he was on the rise, but he wasn't like a showstopper. But all of a sudden, he's becoming a showstopper. So... That ended up being a great move for the B-Boys. You know, they won this week over the Harry Grapes. That was a very important win because the B-Boys were sitting at uh, 2 and 4. And if they had lost, you know, they'd be sitting at 2 and 5 right now. And then the Uki, uh, Spooky Uki Boys would be 3 and 4 ahead of them. And they'd be three games behind. I'm cursed and Dr. No, uh, Andre Nodick. And they'd be sitting down near the bottom of the rankings with the, uh, the Packers at 2 and 5. So instead, they snap that losing streak. They get a, a big win, which is also big because four of the five teams in the West Conference this week won. The only team that didn't was the Spooky Ookie Boys. Everybody else won. So the B-Boys, you know, could have uh, really uh, fallen behind the eight ball if they'd been, you know, one of, you know, one of the losing teams in their conference this week since just about everybody else managed to get a win. Uh, so moving on. Big jump up this week from ninth place to fourth place is the Dark Mark. And that's because over the past two weeks, they've looked very good. So whereas in four uh, weeks four and five, they scored 112 and 108.5, and they looked like they were completely falling apart. In week six, they rebounded real hard with 180.5. And then this week, they dropped off a little bit from that mark, but they still put up 157, which would have beaten eight other teams in the league. So 
Obviously, that's a very good week. Their top three performers this week were quarterback Tuo Tagovailoa of the Dolphins, who's playing great this season. And then uh, in two and three, both team, uh, both of these players scored 27, and that's Jonathan Taylor uh, running back for the Colts with 27, and then wide receiver Debo Samuel of the 49ers for 27. Now, I think it was last episode because I didn't do one for week six because I was behind. So I think it was in week five I said that Debo Samuel had been pretty disappointing so far and that maybe he was due for a big week. I don't remember if he did that in week six because I didn't sit down and you know look at these numbers as closely as I do when I'm like doing the podcast. But uh, he got that big week. 27 points is a huge game from a wide receiver. It's in the top five for receivers for this week. And uh, it's a big part of why they won. You know, another big part of it is that the Smooth Beans only put up 119, but uh, the the Dark Mark putting up 157 is a very encouraging sign after those two uh, two bad games at the start of this past month. So moving on to number three, we've got the Pawnee Smooth Beans. They actually had a pretty underwhelming week this week, uh, but move up five spots from eighth, which is pretty surprising. But you know. Like I said, this goes over the past month, and last week they were one of the better teams with 165 and a half. But uh, this week they uh, they managed to to somehow get to third place, but uh, they did lose and only put up 119 points and uh, only had one player go 20 or above, and that was wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Surprisingly enough, wide receiver for the Cardinals, who is he's been kind of uh, the issue for this team so far this season. Uh, but uh, this week he was the highest scoring player. And then number two was quarterback Justin Herbert of the Chargers with 19. And then, uh, no, oh, I'm sorry, they did have another one go over. Oh, man, I'm all over the place today. They had uh, they had their defense, the Panthers defense, coming off the bench to sub in for the Eagles who were on a bye, go for 25. So they were actually their number one. So it goes Eagles, uh, defense, DeAndre Hopkins, and then Justin Herbert. Uh, 25 points from defense is huge. It's just a shame for the smooth beans that it couldn't help contribute to a win but uh even so they're they're still in okay shape because the hairy grapes uh who are on a three-game losing streak are behind them in the actual rankings in the in the conference uh in fifth place so the smooth beans are three and four and good news for them so are the second and third place teams in the conference so while they're three games behind the patriots they could be in second place next week depending on how it shakes out so you that we'll keep an eye on that and see what happens but it, it it is going to be a, a you know a challenge for the smooth beans because they're only averaging 135.3 game uh, points per game for the whole season uh, you know over the course of the seven games that have been played which is one of the lower totals in the league so they they're they're sitting in an okay spot because they have plenty of uh you know opportunity ahead of them to you know increase their their ranking but they do have a long road ahead of them still because they they're going to have to turn some things around in second place this week We've got I'm Cursed. They move, actually, they stay in second from last week. They scored 178 points this week. Uh, Their top three uh, were a doozy. Number one, quarterback Dak Prescott with 51 points. Number two, running back David Montgomery of the Bears with 40 points. And then number three, running back number one, Josh Jacobs of the Raiders with 25. So, I mean, that right there, that's like 130 points right there from just three guys. The uh, the rest of the team was a little up and down. Their tight end, Kyle Pitts of the Falcons, got 18, which is huge. But then on the other end of it, on the other side of that spectrum, wide receiver Jalen Waddle of the Dolphins only got six points. So 178 points is great. They would have beaten uh, every other team in the league this week, so they were the highest scoring team. But it could have been even better 
if uh, you know Jalen Waddle does a little better, wide receiver one, Devontae Adams and the Raiders only got nine. He started off the season really hot, and he's kind of regressed a little bit. Uh, it's Devontae Adams, though, so I'm not really that worried about it. The I'm Cursed is you know five and two. They're back in first place in the West Conference. They still look like a Super Bowl can't contender. Uh, it's probably I mean if I had to make a, a pick right now, I would say it's going to be between I'm Cursed and Dr. Andre Nodick representing the West Conference in the Super Bowl against whoever the East Conference representative is. So uh, not really worried about any players on I'm Cursed teams. Dak Prescott has been playing insanely well over the past couple of weeks because he started off the season pretty inconsistent. I think he opened the season with like 17 points and then he shot up after that to close to 40, but then he dropped back down. But he's been good for like two, three weeks in a row now. And then in first place on the power rankings this week, this is going to make that owner very happy, I'm sure. Uh, Dr. Andre Nodick, that's Megan and JJ's team. They were in first place on the power rankings last week as well, but I didn't do an episode, so power rankings never got posted. Uh, the reason for that is over the past month, they've scored 142, 150.5, 177.5, and then a drop off this week to 136, but they've been consistently very good over the past month. Uh, even with only scoring 136 points this week, they would have beaten four other teams. Uh, in week four, they would have beat, they scored higher than six other teams, uh, scored higher than six other teams in week five, scored higher than eight other teams a week ago in week six, and better than four teams this week, so... They've been consistently, you know, near the top of the league and uh, and they haven't really wavered too, too much with the exception of maybe, you know, this week when they dropped down to 136. But they still uh, they still got the win, which is the most important thing. And they're five and two in a what's been a for like the entire season, a very like heated race with I'm cursed. Their top three performers this week were quarterback Jalen Hurts with of the Eagles with 42 and a half. Running back Travis Etienne of the Jaguars with 33, and then running back Christian McCaffrey of the 49ers with 19 and a half. Uh, even though they they are number one on the power rankings, they got the win this week. Some of the reason why they didn't score higher than 136 is wide receiver two. Uh, what you know, uh, AJ Brown of the Eagles, he was on a bye week, so Hunter Renfro of the Raiders had to go in, and he only got four. You know, there's not really much you can do about that. Your one of your star receivers is on a bye week, you just kind of gotta take what you get. And then, uh, wide receiver three, Michael Pittman Jr. of the Colts, who can go either he can do a pretty have a pretty good week or a really bad week. He only got six points, and then tight end Dallas Goddard of the Eagles also on a bye this week, so uh, Firemouth of the Steelers goes in and he only gets six. So, uh, they on the one hand, they they had a you know an issue where they had a, a you know a significant number of bye weeks, and I'm an idiot because Jalen Hurts was on a bye week too. So that 42.5 points actually came from their quarterback, came from Justin Fields of the Bears. It's kind of hard to track the bye weeks while I'm doing the podcast, so I may have to reevaluate a better way to point those out to myself. But um, so with Jalen Hurts going on the bye week, who's been playing lights out, if you've been following you know the uh, the Google spreadsheets, uh, to have Justin Fields come in and not miss a beat is absolutely clutch uh and then you know the uh, the other ones where you you know he had some receivers and uh you know the tight end out on the bye week and you know the bench players coming in and not really doing a whole lot uh to have that happen and still get the win is great because now you've gotten two crucial bye week or three with Jalen Hurts you've gotten three crucial bye weeks out of the way and you got to win on that week. So you always see that happen for a couple of teams every year where they have one week where they kind of get ravaged by the bye week. 
and when that happens and they can still get a win, that's a great sign for the season to come because now they're going to be back at almost full strength for the most part. They're going to have three of their biggest playmakers for for this team specifically in Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, and Dallas Goddard. Uh, those are three you know, very important elements to this team, and their bye week is done, and they got a week uh, a win on the week that th- that bye week happened. So 5-2 uh, and two for Dr. Andre Nodick. I expect them to win... Many more games, especially, like I said, with their some of their most crucial bye weeks being done and out of the way now. So uh, that's it for the power rankings. Uh, moving on to just a quick recap or uh, preview for week eight. In week eight, the Patriots play the Hawkins Hoppers. That's a big game for it's a bigger game for the Hoppers than it is for the Patriots because the Patriots have a three game lead on second place. But the Hoppers, if they get the win next week, they can tighten that gap to two games and earn a tiebreaker against the Patriots. So really big game for the Hoppers. Big game in the sense that the Patriots winning can help stave off any, you know, uh, comeback attempt by the Hoppers and then, you know, subsequently teams under that. The Dark Mark play the Spooky Ookie Boys. These are two three and four teams in opposite conferences. So the stakes are really just about them keeping pace with the other teams in their conference. The Smooth Beans play I'm Cursed. Uh, the Smooth Beans, you know, they need a win. They're three and four. There are two other three and four teams in their conference. The Harry Grapes are, you know, right on their heels at two and five. And, you know, that could be the difference between the Smooth Beans being, I mean, this, next week the Smooth Beans could be in second place or they could fall to fifth. So it's, uh, you know, kind of, it can be a pivotal week for the Smooth Beans depending on how some other games go. But for the I'm Cursed, uh, it is it is a big week because they've got, the Dr. Andre Nodick sharing a five and two record with them, you know, in second place. So say I'm cursed wins this week, Dr. Andre Nodick loses. Then I'm cursed would be six and two. Andre Nodick would be six, uh, five and three. And that would be great for I'm cursed, but it could also go the other way where Dr. Andre Nodick could win. And then I'm cursed, uh, loses and it's flipped. Then Andre Nodick has a one game lead in first place and I'm cursed is chasing them. So, uh, week, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, we, uh, week eight, uh, yeah, the Harry Grapes play Dr. Andre Nodick, and that one is big for Dr. Andre Nodick for the same reasons that it's big for I'm Cursed, and it's crucial for the Harry Grapes because they're on a three-game losing streak. That's the longest losing streak in the league that at active right now, and uh, because the Packers just snapped a three-game losing streak, so the Harry Graves at 2-5 and five really need a win to get back in the race in the East Conference, and being four games behind the Patriots, if they want to have any shot at finishing in first place, I already said earlier, they need to start stringing together wins. And then uh, last game for Week 8 is the B-Boys versus the Packers. This is actually surprisingly a very big game because the B-Boys are 3-4 and four and the Packers are 2-5, and five. so a loss for the B-Boys could be potentially catastrophic. And a win for the Packers would be monumental because they just beat the Patriots to get their second win of the season, handing the Patriots their first loss. Uh, Beating the B-Boys would be a massive step in the right direction, but losing to them would be a massive step in the opposite direction. So there's a lot of stakes for the Packers right now because it's there's only, you know, nine games left in a season and the Packers are behind even second place by three games behind third and fourth place by one game. So uh, falling to two and six next week would be, you know, a big issue for the, for the Packers. And then uh, to wrap up this episode of the podcast, I'll run through very quickly the projections I've done for the remainder of the season following week seven. So in the East conference, I have the Pawnee smooth beans coming in last in fifth, you know, fifth place with a three and 13 record, the hairy grapes in fourth at five and 11, 
the Dark Mark at third at seven and nine, the Hawkins Hoppers at second at eleven and four, and the Patriots in first at twelve and four. So if that if I projected that all exactly accurate, the first round of the playoffs would be Harry Grapes versus Patriots and the Dark Mark versus the Hoppers. In the West Conference, in fifth place, I have the Packers going three and thirteen. Fourth place, the I'm Cursed at eight and eight, which is just based on how I've you know things have been going over the past month or so, uh, that would be you know they would have to they're they're five and two now, so for them to finish eight and eight, they'd have to go two and uh, three and six over their last nine games, but and that's probably not going to happen. But I do see enough inconsistency from them over the past month that I could see it happening. And then in uh, in third place, I have the Spooky Uki Boys at nine and seven. Second place, the Dr. Andre Nodick. Uh, with a 10 and 6 record and then in first place I have the B-Boys finishing 12 and 4. Uh that's, you know, there's 9 games left. The B-Boys are currently sitting at 3 and 4, so to finish 12 and 4 they'd have to win the rest of their games. That's unlikely to happen just because going on a 9-game winning streak in fantasy football especially during the bye week stretch is very difficult to pull off. But of the uh, all 10 teams, the B-Boys are averaging the highest amount of points over the past four games. So I think that they're poised to go on a run. I don't think they will actually win nine games, but when I'm doing a projection, I don't sit there and think, well, all right, well, I've already said they're going to win seven in a row, so I'll just say they're going to lose this game. I, I do it just based on the matchup, and every matchup they've got, they should be favored in, uh, it, you know, as long as they continue to perform the way they've been performing. So if my projections are all right, in the West Conference, the playoffs would shake out to have the I'm Cursed play against the B-Boys, and then the Spooky Ookie Boys against Dr. Andre Nodick. So we'll, you know, we'll see what happens next week and, you know, over the last nine games, but we're, we're heading into, you know, a, a pivotal stretch for a lot of teams. And uh, that's all I've got for you for this week. So that, that's been it for the recap of week seven. You know, we'll be back to a regular schedule for week eight. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you next weekend. So have a good week, everybody. Good luck to everybody in their matchups. And we'll see you in a week. Bye.